has begun. I'm glad you're hanging out with us here. I am Mick. Thank you so much for spending some time with us here. We've gotten some great response, not only from the players and the coaches that have uh, done this podcast, but also from the people that just are fans that really enjoy listening to this. And we appreciate that very much. Be sure to subscribe with whatever platform you use, whether it's iHeart, TuneIn, uh, Google, uh, Amazon, you name it. Just use it all, man, and, and uh, subscribe. That way, when the new one drops, you'll be notified. And we always, we don't, we go all over the place. There's no, there's no magic with, of what I do here, as far as who I pick and stuff. I just pull names out of the hat. And the name this week is a guy who played. Uh, for the Cherokee. He was actually, if I remember correctly, you were traded to Toledo from Grand Rapids, and we'll get into that, part of that deal that saw Jesper Hedell come to Toledo as well. And two of the nicest, coolest guys that I really got a kick out of uh, having played here in Toledo. And this guy goes by the name of Mike Majesty. Michael, how are you, sir? I'm good, Mick. How are you? I'm uh, looking forward to this. Aren't we all? Looking forward to this as well. Um, let's first off, of course, you're a Chicago guy. So, uh, what was a Chicago guy uh, doing, playing juniors in Grand Rapids? So, it's actually that's it's first funny story. I'm sure we'll get to a few of them, but uh, so I played midgets um, for a team in Park Ridge. Um, we had a tournament in, I want to say Battle Creek. And we played a team in, from Troy. And Flags ended up knowing the coach over there. And I've also, I did some showcases uh, in the summer. And Flags was on the bench for a few of them. Um, but after the season had ended, Flags had reached out and wanted to gauge my interest um, in everything. And the funny thing was that year was the first year that Chicago force came out of the scene. Wow. Um, that was, that was ran by uh, Dick glass and uh, Mark Hammersmith. Yeah. I remember hammer and, and Dick glass real well. Yeah. So uh, I didn't really like me and Dick glass. Well, he liked me. I wasn't a fan of him, um, but they had called me as well. And I told them that, Hey, I, rather kind of just go on my own. I've already had a few conversations with a few teams. I didn't tell them. Uh, Flags is one of them. Uh, Cleveland was another one that I spoke with as well. And uh, they both, you know, showed some interest. And I didn't really, I didn't, like I said, me and Bill Chicago, not the guys on the team, because I'm still friends with them today, some of them today. But I just, the, the, the coaching, I just wasn't a fan of. So um, my prom night, I got a call from, uh, flags left me a voicemail said we drafted you um i think and you might be able to know this better than me but we had in the draft the cshl draft at the time i think the first eight rounds were protected mm-hmm. and then after that you can go outside your area which i think was like 75 miles or something like that i'm not yeah sure. 75 miles from from uh rink to rink yeah so he had drafted me with the first what I was told was the first draft that he can go outside his area. The first pick he can go outside his area. So that's how I ended up in Grand Rapids. Wow. Okay. So let's get to, let's talk a little basics here. Okay. Uh, obviously being in Chicago, 
raised as a uh, as a Hawks fan, I'm guessing. Uh, uh, what got you into uh, into the sport? I mean, what uh, you, was it? Your folks? I mean, being were they big hockey fans too? Yeah. So my mom actually uh, one day when I was three took me over to a rink, um, and she we walked over there. It was you know probably about a half mile or so, and she just signed me up for learn to skate, and uh, I I loved it. Um, I liked the challenge. I had fun doing it. Uh, and my dad played a little bit when he was younger and went and through high school, but I don't think anything organized. I never really had the chance to talk to him about that. Um, but it was always like he got together with friends and they went to, it was, a, it used to be an ice rink and they turned it into a roller rink. And then I think since then it's been knocked down, but he would always get together with his friends on a Sunday morning. His, his oldest brother would drive him. And they would they would play pickup games, and I think there might have been some organized games as well. Um, but I do remember the story that when we got back home, and my mom told my dad that we that she had signed me up for learn to skate and intro to hockey lessons. Uh, my my dad just laughed and said, "You have no idea what you just got us into." <laughs> and yeah, that, that's so true. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was funny because. I mean, my, my mom went through a lot of stuff, but as I got older, I started, my dad transitioned to taking me to more stuff and, and you know, the, the tournaments and stuff when my mom stayed home. So uh, I think it was like a little, uh, it was nice. They were like a little jab to him there. Like, hey, I signed him up and now here you go. <laughs> That's pretty cute. So now uh, you pretty much played, what part of the Chicago system did you play? It's like fun. what teams? Growing uh, up, um, my the last like five, four or five years, I played uh, for the team called the Park Ridge Express. They're still around today. It was a double A team. Um, I didn't. I went to a, a well-known hockey high school around here, Loyola, Loyola Academy. Mm-hmm. I just never. I had too many friends on uh, on my Park Ridge team that I'm grown close with, and I stuck loyal to. And I mean that'll kind of. We'll kind of circle back to that as we go along in this and, you know, me coming out to Toledo. But uh, I was just I was very loyal. We started as Bantams and then worked our way up in midgets, you know, took our took our licks. And uh, the first year, second year, we got a little bit better. And the third year, we were one of the best teams in the state. So we uh, yeah, I just that's where I grew or that's where I ended up finishing out my uh, youth career. Now, where how old were you when you started playing that that youth organized? Youth organ? Oh, uh, first year Mike, six years old. And then, yeah, I played through a few dif- different organizations growing up. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, I ended up in Park Ridge, and that's where that's where I ended up and advanced from. Okay, so uh, so did you uh, did you get to play any high school, or were you strictly travel? We had to be. We had to pick one or the other. It was either high school or travel. And I, like I said, I could have played high school. I just I had too many friends on that travel team, and that's where I just stuck with that. Loyalty is a big thing, so you know. Sure. So now, so you play, so you play with, um, you play travel, yep. and how uh, that had to be an interesting thing because uh, high school, yeah, it's a big deal out there, and yet you don't have the travel schedule that you do with, uh, you know, with you do Pee Wee 
midget, whatever, you know, working your way through the ranks and travel. You don't have the, uh, the, the, the road warrior mentality like you do in travel. Uh, high yeah. school doesn't. Uh, what was that like for you, for your folks, as far as uh, when, once they realized that they got you signed up for something this crazy? Oh, they were great. Um, my my dad, up until my last year, just didn't he, and it wasn't by choice. Didn't miss one tournament. Um, always traveling, always going, willing to drive. Uh, I know for a fact that they were waiting for me to turn sixteen, so they wouldn't have to take me to those nine forty practices at night. Uh, <laughs> I probably was the first kid at the DMV on the on my birthday to get my license to make sure that I could start driving myself. Oh, lovely. So that was that was nice, um, but no, they were they were great. They, there was no there were no complaints. Uh, I was very lucky. It's one of those things you kind of look back at, and you're like, wow, like I, I can't believe it. I mean, you look now, and I, I coached hockey for a few years after I came back after school, and you know, you get some of these kids, and I hope I wasn't like them, and, and the retrospect and the respect that they weren't as grateful. Um, but you look back and you really start like getting a, another appreciation for your parents. Exactly. Exactly. That they, we don't, you don't realize it because the thing is, is that when you do something like this, especially with travel, uh, parents, it, it becomes a lifestyle. It isn't oh, yeah. just, a, it isn't just a passion. It's a lifestyle. I mean, when you start scheduling your vacation time around tournaments, you know, <laughs> work, we didn't we didn't get vacations. It was uh, that was my sister's big gripe. We don't go on vacations, and I took it as we're going on three or four a year. We're going to Pittsburgh. We're going to, you know, we're going up to Michigan. We're going down to uh, Nashville. You know, we're going to all these different places. I got that's vacation to me. Yeah. So she had a little bit of a gripe. My parents started like letting her bring friends on on the trip. So. My mom would take them to do things, so she she ended up being okay with it later on. But uh, yeah, we didn't. There were no vacations. It was all right. Hockey's from August to April, sometimes May. These are our trips, and then we had you know obviously spring league. So we would do spring league from you know May to June, July, and then after that wow. we'd be doing some summer hockey anyway. So holy cow! Yeah, you know, and and did you ever get burned out? No, I loved it. I still do. I mean, I don't. I don't play as much now. Uh, it's been a while, um, but I, I loved it. I, there was nothing I'd rather do. Um, there were, you know, high school. You get those high school ages, and there's parties on Saturday night, and there's, you know, stuff you can do at parties on Saturday night. And if I had a hockey game or a hockey tournament or a practice, like I was, I was all in. Um, I just, I had so much fun doing it. I was so competitive. I just, I loved it. So no, I never got burnt out once. So um, the, you know, cause that's the thing that I think I worry sometimes about kids today is the fact that they, they, they play multiple sports and they play year round. They don't take a little time off just to be a kid. And that's, I think that's where I kind of get a little worried, but I mean, if you're passionate about it and it, it and you're not burned out, you know, Hey, you know, sky's the limit. So yeah. I mean, my mom and dad never forced me to do it. Um, they never, not once. My dad's whole thing with, with like during the season was, you know what, you committed to this team, um, you're gonna follow through your commitments, and uh, that that stuck with me. Um, I mean, it'd be funny because you know nowadays, and obviously school is very important, uh, but nowadays, like if I 
if I was doing bad in school, hockey wasn't taken away from me because they never they never made me do it. Um, you know, like I said, my dad was just very you're, you're committing to something, you're doing it. And if I if I was struggling in school classes, he didn't take hockey wasn't taken away. Like it was because it, it's a, such a team sport, right? Figure if you're taking someone away from the team, like the team can't move forward. Not saying I don't like that was that important, but that was his kind of whole thing. So like other things would be taken away, like you know PlayStation stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, never once did they say, "Hey, you have to do this. You got to go." Blah blah blah. They always gave me that. Hey, if this is too much or you don't want to do it, that's fine. I mean, I don't think, I don't think my dad was like chomping at the bit to you know pay five grand a year for me to play hockey. So. Um, you know, I'm sure if, if I said I didn't want to do it, probably would have said okay, you know, but yeah, never never was the case with me. So now you go ahead and you play travel all the way up through. Um, so you, you told me about how you ended up going to Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it like playing that year with uh, Flags, with Mike Flanagan? I, I love Flags. Um, flags... My midget coach was hard, firm, and, you know, very, very hard. And Flags was the same way. And Flags brought a whole new intensity because it was that uh, it was that quiet rage you got from Flags. Um, you know, he would – he you knew where you stood with him uh, at all times. Uh, my first year, it was kind of – it was an eye-opener, right, because I'm coming from a, a midget team and I'm, I'm – one of the best players on the team and I'm, you know, come into a team where there's, you know, some older guys some vets and I'm, uh, you know, get checked to the door real quick, but flags was very, you know, he made you feel welcome, but he, you, you knew where you stood with flags every day. Okay. So, uh, you walk into that locker room there in Grand Rapids at the, in training camp. Mm-hmm. What went through your mind when you saw all these other guys? Uh, <laughs> man, I, uh, you know, I didn't see a lot of fighting like uh, during, you know, during try or I mean tryouts I saw, but like when I was playing midgets, like fighting wasn't a lot of midgets. But I'm showing up, and you know, you start seeing fights, and you start see, like people throwing hard, and I'm not, I didn't shy away from physicality, but I by no way was a fighter um so i was kind of that kind of taking a step back there like whoa and then you know obviously like i'm i'm young i was eight, 18 coming in which is i guess older now but uh you know you got there's 20 sometimes you know guys who are, who are just turned 21 that just made the cut you know these guys got full beards you know they're it's uh it's a whole new you know for me it's a whole new thing like i'm I'm a, I was a very young-looking 18-year-old. So walking into that locker room, you know, got some guys who were hitting the weight rooms for some some time. You could tell, and it was kind of like, okay, something, you know, got to make some changes in my game here. Got to step up a little bit, and uh, so yeah, you had to grow up pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. So so okay, so you walk in there, and uh, how long did it take you to where you felt comfortable going into that locker room? Oh, I mean. I think the you know first week once you start once you go in start meeting guys in the team uh, you start to get pretty I got pretty comfortable 
pretty quick. I mean, I like to say I'm easy to get along with or think I'm easy to get along with. Um, but yeah, I, it, it didn't take long. Uh, it was just the, the initial like walking into, you know, you got just the, the whole aura of like juniors, right? It's, you mm-hmm. see it, you know, you watch it on young blood and you kind of see it coming to life in front of your eyes. And like I said, I was, I'm not saying I was sheltered, but you know, moving away from home, that's what I'm walking into. It's kind of like, just take a step back a little bit, right? And kind of get yourself together. But once, once you stepped on the ice, it was talking. Well, did you feel um, like if, like, uh, with everything that you went through with, uh, you know, growing up in Chicago, uh, did it make the playing travel all the way through and not playing high school, did it make that transition to juniors a little easier? Yeah, I think so. I think the bus rides, stuff like that, I think that made it easier. Like, you know, you're not stuck to a rink all day um, or, you know, your, the whole year. And obviously, we were in Grand Rapids, but, you know, every weekend we're going to Detroit, Toledo, uh, down to St. Louis, Peoria. Um, so, yeah, you're making those trips. So, yeah, I would, like that, I was – I didn't think that was much to to get used to. I mean, obviously, you got to get used to how you take care of yourself on the road and stuff like that. Um, you know, get some sleep when you can. Then you talked about with with John was sitting. Uh, you get some guys on the team are pranksters, and there's not there's a few nights where sleeps uh, you don't get a lot of it. So, <laughs> oh, we'll get to that here in just a minute. Yeah. But uh, you know, so you're how how long did you play in Grand Rapids? A uh, year and a half, uh, two thousand three. Uh, the 0304 season, and then uh, 0405. I was traded after uh, after Christmas break. So what? I mean, did you initiate the trade, or did uh, did flags? No. So all right, uh, this is where Jesper. I mean, obviously, I met Jesper that year. Um, I oh came... yeah, let's let's talk about that before we get into the okay. trade. Let's okay. talk about let's talk about uh, you know obviously Jesper comes in. What was, I mean, that, he told me his story about how he had to spend the night in a motel in, in somewhere in a, in a tough part of town in Detroit. Yeah. I didn't know that part until I heard the thing. So, um, he had, uh, I went to camp early that year. Um, I knew where I was living. Um, I obviously knew I was on the team. Uh, I had talked to flags, told me I was going to be in, you know, one of the captain roles, wasn't sure, CRA or whatever, but, you know, I knew I was on the team, so I figured I'm going to go up, get acclimated, and I was going to try to find another job. Um, his flags, his whole thing was, if you're playing there, you either are a minimum of a halftime student or you're working. And uh, made it very clear, day one, you are not, you are not going to be sitting on your ass doing nothing, uh, you know, while your bill of family is working. So I already knew my bill of family had a good relationship with them. So I came out there early. Well, you know, walk in the door, you got this chiseled, jawed, uh, blonde haired, blue eyed, uh, Swede wearing like a graphic V neck t-shirt with probably some of the tightest pants I've seen on a guy. Uh, (laughs) But, he walks up and he was staying. He was staying with uh, my Billa family. Um, Flags had put him there after he got him from Detroit. 
and put him there until he could find him a, a place to live. Um, little did I know that Flags was going to have another guy from our team rooming there as well. Oh, instead, of Jes- instead of Jesper. So there were three of us, and I had become, me and Jesper became real close, uh, real quick. We just, we just hit it off. It was one of those things where, you know, we hit it off, we'd laugh, whatever. And when it came time, like, I talked to the Bill parents, and I was like, you know, I'd really like if we could, I personally wanted to keep Jesper and lose the other guy. Uh, uh-huh. But, you know, they, Flags had him there or whatever. And so I ended up convincing him because he was such a good kid. I mean, you know him. He's such a good yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. Low maintenance. Like, he's – it was whatever. So they, they agreed to keep him there. So then we just, you know, we would hit it off. And, uh, yeah. So going back to the trade part, he had flown home to Sweden for Christmas, and he flew out of O'Hare in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And he, he he alluded to it on his his podcast, but we were having a, a terrible year. Uh, we started the year decent, and then it it nosedived real quick. And um, flags had said after we lost after we lost the game going into break. This is the day you're reporting back. Anybody who is late might as well not come back, or you can pack up your stuff and go. Okay, that's fine. So Jester flies home. Jester's flight coming back was delayed. So pick Jester from the airport, stop at my house, grab my stuff, and we bolt. We 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 are we're doing 80, 90, probably a triple digits in a uh, little Chevy Cavalier, um, you know, back to uh, Grand Rapids, and we get to practice, and we were late, 10, 15 minutes. Whatever, I told Jasper like I'll take I'll take care of it. You know, I, not saying I was untouchable by any stretch, but I figured you know I was a vet on the team. I'm a captain. I know flags. You know that that respects there, right? Um, so we go through practice, and we're leaving. And I was always one of the last guy to leave the leave the rink because Jasper he couldn't work, so Jasper would would do like all the team's laundry and stuff. And flags would give him some pocket cash for that. So I wouldn't rush out. I would take my time. He would take care of stuff, throw stuff in the wash, and then you know we would leave, and the next day, whatever. So I'm getting showered. I'm getting ready. Flags calls me in his office. I go in there, and, you know, fully ready to explain what happened. And he just he looks at me, and goes, "I'm trading you." And I, I go, "What?" I go, I, "I was ten minutes late to practice." And he goes, "He goes, Mike, like you see what we have. We're not going anywhere." He goes, I don't know what your plans are for next year, but I want you to have a chance to go and, you know, win something, like have a chance. And he's like, so what do you think? And I, I was, you know, very cut off guard, didn't know what to say. So I just said, okay, uh, can I think about it? And can we talk about it? He goes, yeah, you know, whatever. So I called my dad. My dad's like, you're not going anywhere. And I was like, well, I don't think I have a say in this. And he goes, well, tell Flags you don't want to go anywhere. Goes, he got you to this point, you know, and I was getting recognized by schools. You know, he was reaching out, um, you know, trying to get me called to junior A. And uh, he's like, you're not, you're not going to abandon it. You're going to see it through. And I said, okay. So I went in, 
next day and I told Flags respectfully, like, I want to be traded. Uh, talked to my dad, and this is what he said. And he goes, well, we got games these week, this weekend. He goes, I'm going to see your father. You know, my, you know Flags. Yeah. You know, my, you know my father. They won, there was a common thing they like to do. Have a few pops. and Yep. So he's like, I'll talk to your father. I'm like, okay. And, you know, he's like, well, what do you feel about it? I was like, I honestly, I'm, is it frustrating? Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I didn't really think anything of it. So he talked to my dad. My dad talked to me and it's amazing, you know, my, how my dad's view changed. So now it was, Flags was giving me the opportunity to pick a team, right? Pick where you want to go. Well, and this is no knock on any other team in the league, but there was one powerhouse in the league that was almost guaranteed every year to go to nationals. And that was St. Louis. Yep. So I messing with flags. I said, well, you know, I'd like to go to St. Louis. And he looked and he laughed and he said, you know, they're not trading for you. They only take the homegrown boys. He goes, so that's off the table. And I was like, okay. My one request was I did not want to be traded to Chicago. That's my one thing. I said, don't trade me Chicago. Wherever you think's the best fit, let me know. So it came down to Quad Cities, uh, Toledo, and what was it? I want to say maybe Cincinnati because they had a decent team that year. Okay. Those were the two, the three teams that Flags had like kind of picked out. Um, had no interest in going to Cincinnati. My billet brother went there the year before and said it was kind of a, uh, kind of a joke. Um, how it was ran. I've heard some stories too. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get much into details, but that's what he had told me. Um, quad cities was interesting to me because they had their coach was the assistant coach for Cleveland when Cleveland was showing interest in me. Mm -hmm. And then was that Tommy McDermott? No, I can't, I couldn't even guess his name. I couldn't even guess his name. Okay. But then Toledo was intriguing, obviously, because it, they, guys, every time I played Toledo, it was a, it was a, it was a tough game. Uh, it was always, there was no, there was no free ice. Um, you were in for, you were in for a physical game. Um, I remember our last time we played Toledo when I was with Grand Rapids, we had, we were in Toledo. Um, and I remember this, and this made the first walking into the locker room interesting. So I don't know if you want me to go to that. Yeah, part. go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So we played Toledo. We were losing. I think it was one of the close games. It might have been like a three-goal game. So it was a close one for us. And there was a face-off, and Abby, Corey. Corey Abaglund, yep. Had run the center on the ice at the time and knocked him out of the game. Now – no matter how good of a good or bad of a team you are, like you stuck up for your teammates. Yep. Oh, so I remember Blags and Barter going back and forth over the bench. Mm-hmm. You better leave him on the ice. Abby trying to get off our team. You better stay on the ice. And we had two or three guys that went up to him and tried to, to challenge him. And Abby was young. Like obviously he was what, 16, 17 at the yep. time? Mm-hmm. But he's young. So you're having 19, 20 year olds go up to him and they were like, you know. Once again, we weren't a big physical team, but they were, you know, our one, two, three fighters. I mean, yeah, I'm saying no to that too. So I, at this point, you know, we're taking stupid penalties. Abby's still on the ice. And I go, Flags, I'll go, um, let me go take him. 
So I go on the ice. And now I'm, and Mick, you can attest to this, 5'6", 5'7", mm-hmm. 150 pounds is what is said in the thing. I probably was a buck 35. But I went out there and I started challenging Abby. Well, Varga, and this was funny because we laughed about this when I got there, had sent Phil Rauch. Oh, yeah. Phil Rauch. Rauch, sorry. <laughs> to answer. So Abby, I challenged Abby. Phil came to answer, and he, like, Phil wanted to go. And I, and no, no part of me wanted Phil. Like, I saw Phil fight other guys. I didn't want, so I, I, <laughs> think, I got kicked out of the game because I ended up spearing Phil in, like, the chest. I wanted no part of him. I wanted Abby who by this time was off the ice. So I get kicked out of the game. So, like I said, now you fast forward back, and I find out, you know, I'm going to Toledo. I was like, oh, this is going to be an interesting interaction. (laughs) Of course. Now, before we get to that, uh, what was it? Tell me your side of this. I got Jespers, but what was it about uh, the two of you deciding to both go to Toledo. It wasn't just you. Yeah, so we were at dinner. We, we just got done playing Chicago. Um, we beat them. My, we, me and my parents went out to dinner with Jesper. There was another kid in our team that went. Um, and then I want to say my buddy who's out Chicago, he was our goalie or their backup. Or he was our goalie, but he was scratch that game. Him, okay. and his, him and his dad were out to dinner with us. So we're, all, we're eating dinner. Texas Roadhouse over there, and uh, my phone rings, and I answer it, and uh, it's Flags, and I, hey, coach, and he goes, you know, who, where are you, who are you with? And I told him, he goes, okay, can you take this call somewhere else? And I said, yeah, okay. So I go, you know, I go to the uh, the men's room, and I take the call, and Flags like, listen, I, uh, I just want to let you know that I just traded you to Toledo. Well, first okay. I just traded you, so I'm thinking right away, like, we just played Chicago. I'm like, damn, Flags, did you really do this to me? Like, because they were – he was talking Chicago a lot. Like, they kept coming into that locker room. I think the GM's name was Mitch, I want to say. Yeah, Mitch Sorrell. Yeah, he kept coming in. They kept talking, and I was like, Flags didn't do this to me, just thinking to myself. And uh, I go, okay, and he so told me it was Toledo. I'm like, okay, great. And he goes, all right. Well, stay close because I want to, you know, we're going to have to talk about, like, when to go and everything and all that. I'm like, okay. So I go back. And I remember I'm looking at Jesper, who at this time has no clue. And Flags calls me back. And I go, is there any way that we can get Jesper? Like, like is that an option? Because, now I'm not saying I look at him like a little brother. Um because we're the same age, but Jesper was reliant on on people uh, to get him to and from places. He had no car, you know, he's in a foreign land, and we just, like I said, we just clicked. So uh, our third roommate, there are times where he would not forget about him. He'd pick him up late for practice. He'd pick him up late to get to the rink, and, you know, Jesper's having to deal with the consequences of that because of someone else. So I... It just crossed my mind, and Flag said, "I don't think that'll be an issue. Let me see." And called me back, said I'd made the trade. Both you guys, they're expecting a report whatever day. And uh, I brought Jesper in, and I go, "Hey, would you 
like, if you got traded with me, where would, would you be interested? And he was tired of losing. And he was, I never, he was happier than a pig in a, in his, in his den, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, I told him where, and he said, okay. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's how that went. It literally was, I just, I didn't, I mean, flags didn't have to, obviously, but I just figured that what, if I asked, like, what's a big deal, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, maybe it was me wanting a little bit of backup walking into the locker room. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just something I thought of. Like, why why not? Like, why not? You know, if I can go and he can go, like we hit it off. Why why not do that? Well, that's the thing too. You know, and it's like, yeah, he's the same age as you, but like you said, he came here to another country, and he didn't have a whole lot with him. So it, you, it's like you look out for your teammate. You know, that's what you're doing. You're looking yeah. out for. Your so you know, so you guys come to Toledo, mm-hmm. and especially after what happened previous. Uh, what was that first walk into the locker room like? So we sat in the lobby. Uh, me and Jesper went, uh, more or less, I went out the night before. Um, did a whole round with the guys on the team. You know, met up and did what normal 19-year-olds do. And uh, so I, was, I wasn't feeling 100%. But I remember we sat in the lobby waiting for uh, Mike Robertson to come by. Mm-hmm. That was who Flag told me, you know, wait for. So Mike comes in, shakes hand, you know, whatever, and you know, walks me to the locker room, you know, introductions, and you know, the guys, the guys were cool, but just like with anything, and John alluded to it, like you're walking into a, you know, an already established family. Yeah. Um, you don't know. I mean, the only person I knew beforehand, and I only knew him because we had the showcase, was uh, Higgins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had talked there. I just got traded, and so we had talked. But I mean, I don't stretch the imagination. I say at that time we were friends. So you know, I'm walking in, and you know, you're looking at uh, Siganuk, and you're looking at Lanciano, you're looking at Brett Lincoln, uh, <laughs> Higgins, uh, Jackie wasn't a fighter, but he was built. Um, you're looking at all these guys, and it's like. Again, like, what the hell I get myself into? And like I said, there was a history there. I'm looking at Phil. I'm like, oh, God, I speared this guy maybe a month ago. Like, he's going to probably want to rip my head off. Yeah. So it's, you know, it was, like I said, you're just walking in. It's unfamiliar territory. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was, I don't know if they had lost the the weekend prior, uh, but that was a very, very physical practice. And, uh, I felt as if I got a few more shots than maybe some of the other guys. Uh, but, I mean, well-deserved, and I took it and whatever, but... Welcome to Toledo. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there was no... Yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a pretty team. Uh, it was, you know... I mean, obviously, there were skilled players, but it was very... It was very physical, so... So you get in there. So you get in there, and you take your lumps. Uh, did you get to talk to Corey after and uh, kind of smooth things over? Yeah, we laughed about it. I mean, I wasn't as, I didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't one of those things where I had to walk up to him and say, hey, man, like this is where I was coming from. Like it's, it was squash and done. Uh, the, the second I was kicked out of the game, as far as I was concerned. Um, but no, I mean, we, we ended up getting along pretty decent. He was one of my, I played with him and, 
one of my first few games, I think I was paired or I was matched up with him and uh, I've Seidel, I think Austin, I think he was on that team. He was number 25. I remember that. I can't remember the name, though. Mm-hmm. But that's who I ended up playing with for first few games, and then I got sprinkled elsewhere, and then ultimately, you know, got paired with uh, Jasper and Bond. Yeah, Bondo. That, that always cracked me up. I always tell this story over and every time we mention him. He was the only kid I knew that on road trips, he could sleep up in the uh, luggage uh, overhead. You know, I, I probably could fit up there as well, but he was the only one crazy enough to do it. Uh, but yeah, he was, I, yeah. When, once I got paired with him and, and Jasper, I, I was, I was in heaven. It was, uh, Bond's hands were, I mean, great. Jasper was a workhorse and skilled. And I brought a little bit of, I think, both, hopefully, to that. But it was, I was, uh, that was good. That was a great line. I like that line a lot. Yeah. So, uh, do you remember the first time you actually got to play Grand Rapids after that? We didn't. We didn't. We were done. Oh, okay. So, they weren't on the schedule anymore. No. We only played, uh, well, we played the four games, but I was already, we hadn't played after that. Okay, so uh, you fin you finished out that half season. Um, what were you? How did you feel? You know, uh, as time wore wore on, uh, did you feel like a vet, or did they treat you kind of uh, in in a rookie sense? No, I felt uh, you know I didn't really feel that vibe for anybody on the team. Like regardless of anybody, I think when I came over, even like the young guys or the, the, the rookies were, you know, still treated with respect. Like obviously, you know, first week or so there, like me and Jasper were picking up pucks. I mean, it's nothing. Hey, new guys go get the pucks. Okay. Like there's going to be no, uh, no questions there, but no, I mean, once you, once, I mean, everybody's there for the same thing, right? We're all there to win. Yeah. You know, we kind of, got over like that awkwardness of, Hey, a month ago we're playing, you know, we're going pretty hard to each other. Now we're on the same team. You know, I, we just started pulling, you know, all the, ro- the rope the same way. So, uh, it was, I think it was pretty, you know, good going, you know, across the board with, with everybody. Who did you hit it off with first, uh, in Toledo after, uh, you know, obviously you had Jesper, and yeah. you knew Higgy a little bit. But who did you really hit it off with when you first got to Toledo? Uh, I went probably sitting. Um, John and then uh, Gonzo. Um, and then, uh, you know, Clay was another one. Clay and Bonds, because they were always close riding with each other. Is that Clay Matson? Matson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So... Um, yeah, no, it was, I mean, yeah, it was, I think those are probably the first few. I mean, sitting was just a nut. So there was no, uh, <laughs> I mean, you, I'm you, shocked. <laughs> yeah. I, you shoot on him. He's talking trash to you in practice, you know, and then obviously I start talking trash and, uh, but yeah, there was no, there was no 
right away kind of he just jumped right in uh john did so i'd say probably john was the first one that you know me and jess were both because he just kind of there was no hesitation on his part he just came right in him and tony as well corsini the same way just kind of hey welcome welcome her family so yeah corsini i i'm surprised uh sitting got a word in edgewise because corsini i love that kid he could talk a mile a minute those and- those two going back and forth was I don't think I'll ever see anything like it again. It was <laughs> it was comical. Like it was it was sitting, being sitting, and then Corsini just talking over sitting and then then them just going back and forth badgering each other. But when it came time to play, both those guys were outstanding. Yeah, they're both really good goaltenders. So uh do you remember uh your first goal in a Cherokee uniform? Uh, yeah, so I couldn't score to save my life uh, once I got there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I missed empty nets. I was missing backdoor passes. I went ice cold, and Vargo was one that told me, just keep doing what you're doing. We brought you here for a reason. Like, we believe in you. Keep going. Um, my first goal was, I believe, against Columbus. Uh, it was a shorthanded goal. It was me and Nate. Or, uh, or, or Urbaniac, yep. Yeah. It was me and Nate at a two-on-one, and it was actually, uh, I remember, and it's weird the things you remember, and that's why I said when I started listening to, you know, your your podcast with Jasper and uh, John, I listened to Phil's a while ago, but you hear all these things and all these memories start coming back, uh, but me and Nate had a two-on-one, um, and he gave me a behind-the-back pass, like a behind-the-back spin-around pass that I tapped in. Uh, that was my first one, and then I ended up scoring an empty net at the end of the game. Um, but yeah, that that was uh, yeah, that's it. Got the monkey off the back, and it was re- right around the right time because that was right before playoffs, and that's when we really started rolling. So now, uh, tell me, uh, uh, do you do you remember uh, as far as you know playing for Vargs and who was the other coaches? Was that Tarsha? No, it was Kinsey. Oh, Kinsey, Brian Kinsella, the late great Brian Kinsella. He, yep. I was I was really bummed. This um, I think I was on Facebook and Phil had posted that he had passed. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was really uh, I was really bummed. He was. I've never heard, and this is obviously not why I liked him, but I've never heard the F word used as a verb, a noun, and an adjective in one sentence in my life. <laughs> uh, he was. An excellent hockey mind. He uh, he taught me so much um, as far as positioning, as far as kind of like the mental side of the game too. Like he was just very good at everything. And uh, yeah, I was very sad to hear that he had he had passed. But yeah, he was the other coach, and then we had uh, Chad, our trainer, Chad uh, Webrin. Yeah, yeah, he was a character. Yeah, I, re- I remember a, uh, I remember a little incident with you and him in the locker room. Yeah, all right. So that I got to get to that too because doesn't really paint a great picture of me. Or, <laughs> so Chad, when I came there, everybody messed with Chad. Right? Yes, they did. Yes, Every, they did. They so as an opportunist, I'm like, okay, like let's, I'm gonna try to get somebody. Get, and I, you know, I would throw my jabs in here and there. But then me and Chad, like, really started to butt heads on the stupidest stuff. 
like we'd go, we'd be out for practice and there'd be times that he'd be out there with us on the ice and he would like, he's out there and we're like, we're going power play and he's like talking trash to some of us. And he got me on a bad day and I was like, you know what? Like I'm, I'm good. Like, so whatever. So he had, he was having a rough day. People were messing with him. I think he, something happened on the ice and I remember we came back and someone had taped his jeans in a ball and put him back in Chad's stall. Well, oh, dear. Because me and him were already button heads, he had thought it was me. But I'm I'm just laughing. At this point, I'm laughing at what, what the prank was. Yeah. And that's when he came charging and grabbing. I was so thrown back. I was like, whoa. I was like, you know, whatever. And we squashed it pretty quick. I mean, I, I still respected Chad. Uh, he was... Number one, he was an adult. That's how I was raised, respecting the adult. Um, I didn't have any hard feelings towards him, but it was just one of those things where it, he was just in, like you said, you did allude to it. He was, it was him on a bad day, and it was me being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Because if I wasn't, if I wasn't in that locker room, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been me. So, you know, but it, I, that that does sound like something that those guys would do taping up his jeans and balling it up there yeah i mean i there were numerous times i would be untaping my stuff um i want to say like one time one time i came back and my cell phone was wrapped in in tape i want like or my wallet something i mean nothing was damaged but yeah it was just it was you know i really pranked each other and it was it was funny but yeah that was just uh the one day chaz had a bad day and I just was wrong place, wrong time, but it was fine. And and we had a winner. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so tell me about some of the stuff that you guys pulled uh, on on the road or or in the locker room on each other. So they, uh, leaners were huge. Um, Nothing worse than getting a knock on the door and you're in your dress pants and socks and you open the door and you're now wet from the shins down. Uh, <laughs> so leaners were big. Um, other than that, it was just like the ribbing, like the little ribs here and there uh, with people. Um, little Kinsey, would, he was real good at it too, messing with people. Um, oh, yeah, Kevin Kinsella. Yeah, Kevin, yeah. So he he was funny because he, like, he was kind of like the, he was a manager, right? But he also mm-hmm. took care of, like, equipment stuff, tape. And I learned quick, because I think I tried to rib him once. I, I can't remember what I did, but I learned quick. You don't mess with the people that kind of take care of you as far as equipment and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were times I had to go find where the hell are my socks, my hockey socks. Uh-huh. I don't have a practice jersey. Where is my my uh, equipment bag? I got to pack up to go on the road. Where is that? So I learned that quick. But no, uh, I mean, like on the road, it was just leaners. Um it's not letting guys sleep, prank calling rooms, stuff like that. All innocent stuff. I wasn't I wasn't uh, a victim of any John's um, extra gifts. extra gifts. No, I wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, he was he was true be, as far as people letting him in and helping him because uh, I'll sell myself out. I let him in a few times. Get even with Bond on something. Or, <laughs> Yeah, I would, I would, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll wear that hat. 
That's okay. Sometimes the, the got to wear the black hat sometimes. Yeah. But uh, so you uh, so you let him in. Uh, oh my gosh! Now, who did you usually room with? Was it Bond and who else? Bond and Jasper was. They usually did it by lines. Oh, okay. That's what I mean. That's what I remember. Uh, so it was Bond or Jasper, and uh, I remember me. It was always the big because um, you only had the two beds, right? So there'd have to be someone's got to shack up with someone, unless you were lucky enough to get a uh, to get a um, a rolling a rolling mattress. So mm-hmm. I remember me and Bond would always be. Hey, you know what? It's a. It's either just me and him rather than be the ones to get the bed. Jasper had to share with somebody. So uh, we had a few wrestling matches. Um, we had a few uh, rock, paper, scissors. We had a few how many points you get last game to kind of determine that. But, yeah, for the most part, it was just it was the guys we roomed with. And uh, those are the guys that the, the, most of my time there that I played with. So so, uh, so what was it like uh, when you uh, guys got to the playoffs that first year? So I remember we had to play, uh, we were getting close. We went on a little bit of a slide, I remember. Um, we were, when I got there, Toledo, it was St. Louis was in first. Toledo and Peoria were battling off for second and third. But then we kind of went on a little bit of a losing streak. And that's when I started thinking I was cursed. Like, what am I doing to this team? Like, we're sliding down. So I think in the last game of the season, because we wanted, we were trying to, and I know you talked about it with John, about getting Ben to play in a game. We were trying to lock up the number three seed before the end of the season so we can get, so Ben can play in a game. That mm-hmm. was, I remember that. And we, it went down to the last, the last game of the season that we had to win. So we didn't do that. Um, but we ended up drawing Chicago. And uh, I've never been so excited to sweep them uh, ever. Uh, that was I was very I was very excited. My buddy was a goalie, but they didn't play him uh, for whatever reason. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we 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 didn't struggle. Um, like I said, by that time we got in the playoffs, we were a well-oiled machine. Uh, but it's, yeah. We were we were rolling, so we beat Chicago, and we went down to Peoria for the Hurster Cup. I think we lost a close one to St. Louis first, which was nice to get them out of the way. First game, yeah. It's always nice to yeah, because and like I said, it's not saying you 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 can't beat them because we obviously could, and uh, we did when I was there, you know, in one of the games we played them, but. They were they were a damn good team. I mean, Brandon Bullock was on that team. The guy played for the Blackhawks. So yeah, won a cup with the Blackhawks. Yep. Guy, guy's sixteen years old and he's six two two forty. So um, yeah, because didn't he fight Brett Lincoln that? Uh, yeah. That year? At yeah. it was at Herster Cup, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. No, I don't know. I don't know if it was at Herster Cup. Uh, no, it definitely it wasn't because I don't think I don't think Varga played Lincoln at when we played. Uh, St. Louis. We obviously you need a different you needed a different type of lineup to stay with St. Louis. And uh, Brett had some good qualities to him, but speed on skates was not one of them. <laughs> uh, 
I, I like I like Brett. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think he'll tell you the same thing. Um, so we lost to St. Louis in a close one. We beat Peoria, and then I think the way it came out was we had we had to beat Cincinnati, and we ended up beating Cincinnati, and we were in unless Peoria beat St. Louis. Then there would have been a, a tie. And I think then there was no, like, play. It was a shootout. Yep. So there was a chance. And I got hurt in that Cincinnati game. I took a real bad knee to the thigh. I couldn't mm-hmm. put weight on my leg. And I remember I went back to the hotel and Varga called. And I said, you might have to get back to the rink. Like, obviously, me and there are other people as well. I was just calling, I'm sure. Because we might have a, we might have to go into a shootout to get into the championship tomorrow. So, I was, and that was essentially going to be the shootout to get into the Nationals because St. Louis is already going. Yep. They, already, they already had a bid, so it was whoever took second in the league was going with them. Um, luckily, St. Louis held on, beat them. We didn't have to do it. And then uh, we played St. Louis in the championship game, and that was the Ben Wright game. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was awesome. Uh, I didn't – Varga wouldn't play me. I wanted to play. He wouldn't play me. said, we're not playing for this. We have a bigger goal in mind. So I actually sat in the stands with sitting. I got a picture of us. We're taking notes. We're taking uh, stats. So, um, yeah, that was that. And then we went to Nationals. So uh, I, I, I have to – you know, it was funny because that was where – I actually got to meet your parents. Was at at nationals and was it Minnesota? Yeah, yeah, we were in uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis. Yep. And so I'm sitting. I after we get done with the game, I remember because I drove. I didn't ride the bus. I drove, and yeah. uh, I uh, so I drove. I drive back to the hotel, and nice hotel. So I walk in there and I'm sitting there at the. Uh, at the bar having a having a having a ginger ale and i didn't know your dad he pops in he starts talking to me like he's my long lost friend and i go hey how you doing he, and he introduces himself and i go oh okay i go how you doing and immediately it was just like you know we were we were just like best buds i mean we sat there every um every after every game we'd go and make it back over there and uh uh, we'd sit there, and, and I think your mom also a couple of times. I got to meet her. Her name, her name is Vicky, right? Yes. I I couldn't remember, but I thought I could. I thought I could remember, but uh, anyway, yeah. So I, you know, they would talk to me about you and stuff and everything. And of course, they were they were the president and vice president of your fan club. So, but uh, you know, yeah, yeah. That, my, that was fun. Yeah. So my dad was. I, I pointed, I point, I remember I had pointed you out because my dad would come to when I was in Grand Rapids, he was able to make a lot of the games over the weekend because from Chicago, it's a two and a half hour drive with no yeah. traffic. Toledo is about five. So maybe a little bit less, but from Chicago to there, you know, it's not as close. So he wasn't able to make not a lot of them, but the games he couldn't, you know, you had your, announcing over yeah, the, the broadcast yep the broadcast so my dad was able to listen and i i remember when we were in minnesota i'd point you i said that's mick that's the guy who does the uh the broadcasting for the games and then yeah i, I mean yeah that was his that was his spot uh 
my dad liked to have a few a few beers and liked to talk hockey and laugh and have a good time and um yeah very very personal very uh friendly guy so didn't surprise me you guys hit it off yeah he did i mean we did in a, in a heartbeat i mean he just uh it didn't take it, it mean faster than a hiccup we became fast friends and he is sorely missed we really miss him um you know i i remember too after the uh, <clears throat> uh john sitting uh little uh tete tete on the little ice <laughs> you guys had, you guys had to sit on the bus didn't you yeah so i mean what a what a you know like i said going into nationals we're rolling um, we had a pretty decent draw. Remember, we had to play a team, Phoenix, and we lost to them in overtime off a bad bounce that gave like their best player a breakaway. Um, then we had to play a team in Boston, uh, or not in Boston, but I think the Boston Junior Blackhawks, who mm-hmm. Stan Kessler, who used to who played for Toledo for a little bit, he was on that team, okay. and he they ended up winning. And once again, I think, a, I don't know, it was something it was bad fortune. Like, I'm not trying to say, like, woe is us, but it was something that we should have won that game, too. So then I remember we went in to play Suffolk, and we had we had the, our only chance to move on to the quarterfinals or out of the round robin was we had to win by, like, six or seven goals. Yeah. And we... <laughs> It was just a run and gun. I think it was at at one point it was probably like six five in the third period. Like it was just whole yeah. team just playing loose. Like there was no. I mean, I could be wrong on that part, but I remember there was no no structure to that game. Um, but yeah, that then the fight or the line brawl and the fights break out, and they run. You know, USA Hockey comes on the ice waving the hands. And I was like, oh, God, like, what is going on? And I remember I lived, so when I came to Toledo, I stayed with the Renegers. They were my, my Billa family. Yep. Me and Jesper. So, you know, I knew Chris real well. Mm-hmm. I remember she came on the bus, and I, I've never been, I don't, I don't want to say I've never been. I was scared and sad all at the same time. Like, because she was very upset with what had happened. Mm-hmm. And, Toledo was, you know, obviously we were representing her um, in her eyes, and we didn't do that well at that time. Uh, you know, say what you will, um, you know, whatever the goalie did and who he spit on or how that went, like, that's not – it was fun at the time, but that's not how you really want to end it, right? Yeah. So I was, you know, just seeing her like that, but we had to sit there on the bus before leaving – for like three hours while they went in front of USA hockey and took whatever bans or suspensions or sanctions they were going to levy. I remember she was worried about them uh, banning Toledo from nationals for X amount of years. Um, I remember John got suspended for however long um, and other people I think did too, or they were something, but that was that was a mess. Uh, that was wild at the time, but you know, looking back on it, not the way you wanted to end, but what happened? So, uh, so that had to be a, a rather long bus ride home. Yeah, I don't think we had a movie on the whole ride from Minnesota to uh, Toledo. 
So <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we, that was a quiet bus ride and yeah, it was, and you know, we knew the season was over. So like really like, what are you going to do? But I think it hit all of us. Like, you know, we see like, no one want to be someone to ruin something else for other people. Yeah. So you kind of, there was kind of that respect from everybody, but yeah, that was a, that was a long bus ride. Uh, it wasn't even longer, uh, ride for me because, you know, getting back over there, I was going to the Renegers. So, Oh my, um, you know, and they were, they were nice. They weren't mean. Like I, I didn't have anything to do. I wasn't in any of that, but it was just one of those things where, Oh wow. Uh, you know, can't really make small talk after something like that. So no. Yikes. Yeah. So you fin so you finished there and uh you did you played what? Uh did you play another year there? No. So I was that year that's um that off season, that's when my dad had passed. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of going back and forth on what I was gonna do. Um uh, and I Fargood called me, um, you know, about coming back. The only other real guy I talked to was was Jesper uh, once in a while. Not as much, but it was harder then. Like, Facebook wasn't around, or it was, but at infancy stages, I didn't have it. Um, cell phones, like calling someone in Sweden on a cell phone was, wasn't thought of at the time. Yeah. Uh, so we were, like, I only talked to him a few times, but... My thought process was, and no knock on anybody that's ever done it, was I didn't want to age out in the, at Junior B. I didn't want to be 20 years old, um, you know, turning 21, playing three years. It just wasn't – it's not something I wanted to do. But with that team and who was talking about coming back, I was like, okay, maybe. Uh, and the other thing was I had already gotten offers – or not offers, but um, – you know, NCAA Division three schools were interested. And in my head, I was, well, if I play another year, am I going to make it any further? Because my end goal for playing juniors was to make it to college hockey, NCAA hockey. Mm-hmm. Obviously, D1 was the ultimate goal. You start to see writing on the wall, you know, when you, in your second year of junior B, you have no college to junior A. Not saying it can't happen, because it can but I started seeing, okay, like this is kind of where I'm going to be at. So if me playing another year, where is that going to, is it going to be worth it? And mm-hmm. uh, hindsight, uh, do I wish I went back? When you see they took second to the Nationals that year, I, that's part of that. But at the same time, the, the friends I've made at college, um, I, I wouldn't trade that either. So, you know, it's... Six in one hand, half dozen in the other, sort of thing. Yeah, and you know, you don't, you don't know what, you don't know what would have happened if you went. You, you guys might have won nationals, or you might not have gotten all the way to the the championship game. You yeah. don't know. Could have been my my bad luck. Could have just tainted it out. <laughs> no, I don't mean it like that. No, there. no, I, no I, I know, I know. It's uh, yeah, but I think if I look back, like I think if technology and like how easy it is to communicate with people today. If it was like that, then I think there probably would have a stronger chance. I would have went back for another year. 
Um, but I was I was watching them closely, uh, and it was it was good to see them do what they did. And I was happy for you know guys like Reeves, who I knew, uh, Jesper. You know, I think Bond was on that team. Was he on that team the third year? Bond. Yeah. Uh, I think so. I I think so. I know him. I don't. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Because I know uh, uh, Austin Seipel was on that team. That's what I was talking about earlier. Austin Seipel. Why did I say Seipel? Austin Seipel. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sipes. Sipes was on that team. Uh, We had a new goaltender, J.R. Engelbert. Um, Trying to think. I think Higgy was on that team, too. Yeah, I, I like I said, I, I liked I, I liked keeping tabs on them, seeing how they were doing. Uh, but yeah, that was um, yeah. Part of me wish I would have went for that that last year then, go for that but, ride. But did I mean the thing is though is that again you were going to school playing college hockey, and of course your your path was a different path, and that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, like I said, I, I don't, it just, it was obviously a big life-changing moment that I went through too. So yep. it was one of those things. Um, I just wasn't, I didn't really know what I was going to do. And when I did it, like I said, it was, it was, it was good. It was good. It worked out. It worked out in the long run. Yeah. I was going to say, and that's the thing you, you made some lifelong friends in, in college, got to play college hockey. Not everybody gets to say that Mike. Yeah. Not everybody gets to say that. Yeah. Trust me. Oh, and a, uh, that's a, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I got a real funny quick story about that. So college, we had our. Uh, I went to Western New England uh, College. It's now Western New England University. But my uh, we had captain skates, and I'm an incoming freshman, and I saw my Toledo helmet, Cherokee on the side, and uh, I'm skating, and this guy. One of the guys, he wasn't on the team, but he was, I ended up finding out he was a, he was a USA hockey ref and he went to our school. Mm-hmm. He goes, you play for Toledo? I, I go, yeah, well, I did, obviously. And he goes, were you at Nationals last year? I go, yeah. He goes, I refed that last game. Oh. He, he refed the Suffolk game. He goes, what an absolute disaster that was. And I go, yeah, I know. You're telling me I was in it. And I was like, you guys weren't the best either. And he goes, you would say that. No, it, it was funny. We, we were friends for you know he was he was a junior at that point, but he uh, yeah I it just totally caught me off guard and I was like, what are the chances? I'm in Springfield, Massachusetts, and I got a guy. I was in I'm in Springfield, Mass. We played in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I got a guy here telling me he was there. When oh my god, so it was that was kind of funny. Caught me off guard. Yeah, you know, and the thing was to be honest, Mike. The the ref the roughing that game was atrocious. Terrible. And, and I was I mean I was on air and I am like holding my tongue so I don't cuss over yeah. the air. I was so mad. I don't get mad, but man, that day I was mad I don't at think, some of this. I don't think Varga finished the game. I don't think he made it to the end of the game. I don't think so either. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I was just just livid i was so mad and i just tried to i just there were gaps in my broadcast where there was just nothing being said while the game was going on because i was so ticked off that i was just oh i could i ooh, i still get fired up thinking about that yeah but, so okay so 
um, let's talk about where uh, Mike Majesty is now. Whether uh, you went to school, what did you go to school for? Sport management. Okay. So had dreams of. Uh, I don't really know. Um, honestly, I don't think if I if I didn't play hockey, I'm not sure I would have went to school. Um, I don't think it's <laughs> not the best thing. So all you kids out there who listen to this, go to school. Uh, but I wasn't a fan of it. But like I said, I played the hockey, so kind of couldn't be a student athlete without being a student. So uh, when I had to pick a major and I saw sport, uh, I was sold. Um, basically, gen- it's a general business degree with a uh, focus in sports. Do I use it today? No, I don't. I am not a uh, GM. I don't work in any sort of a sporting field. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> well, at least you got the experience. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was like I said, it was it was good. So let me. Um, do you? I know you said you did some coaching. Uh, do you still have the itch to try it again? You know, uh, I want to. I I really want to say yes, but uh, I can't. Um, parents aren't the same. Kids aren't the same. Uh, I I don't know. It's it's hard. It's, it's, it's really hard. I'm sure when a day comes or and I have little majesties that might change, um, but that day's not now. I just, I can't, there was so much politicking uh, with parents and kids. Um, you know, every kid or every kid is a Wayne Gretzky according to their parents. And, <laughs> uh, you know, every other kid is, garbage according to the kids so it, it was just it was too much and when i was doing it i was it was a lot of time um and i was at the time you know young single so taking up saturday nights to go to hockey practice is a rough sell now i got the, i got a girlfriend for a long time but uh yeah not right now i don't think so i, I think maybe down the line um when I did it coming out of school, I still had a lot of competitive juices, and I was coaching midgets. Um, but, yeah, like I said, you kind of rude awakening for me there. Okay. Well, that's all right. I mean, um, now, do you still follow, you know, uh, do you still keep in touch with any of the old Cherokee or Grand Rapids guys? Uh, on Facebook, like, I'll see them. Um, like I said, I, I talked Jesper. I saw him. I know you talked about it. He came to Chicago to run a marathon with his wife. Um, the two fittest couple, the two fittest people I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, but it was good to see him. Um, some guys from Grand Rapids will touch base uh, for my first year. A lot closer to some of the guys from my first year. Um, Kaylee Schrock. You know, he played for the Ice Diggers when I was there. Yep. You know. Um, sitting once in a while, I talk to him after I listen to his thing. But I, I'll just see the guys on Facebook, you know, kind of see what they're doing. Haven't really reached out or anything, but I think you know it's one of those things where you, once you see each other again, like it'll just be you just pick like, up right where you left off. Like like no time's ever been taken away. Yep, amen to that. But yes, gee sir. whiz, man, Mike, this is like. I feel like it's only been about a, like about three minutes. <laughs> I just looked at the time too. Eight forty. Yeah, we're 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 cruising. Yeah, I know we are. So, um, 
before we wind her up, do you have any questions for me as far as anything that happened back then that you weren't sure of or just any questions in general that you might have? I don't have any questions. I mean, I think, like I said, I think this, what you're doing is fantastic. Um, you know, it's nice to hear the stories from the old days and, like, told you the memories that just keep coming back. Uh, even back then, like, Toledo is just a top-notch organization. Um, the way they took care of the players, um, you know, what they offered, I mean, wasn't every day or every team that has, you know, a guy doing – commentary on their games so i mean that's all you mick and thanks for that but no i not not really no questions just nothing but praise and my half year there was uh i I cherish it i mean i know some guys there for two years um might you know think they have more of a right to say whatever but i i viewed it as a a second second home when when i got there once i got comfortable it was it was top notch Okay. Well, um, that that was going to be my next question was, is there anything you wanted to say to Cherokee Nation, whether it be, you know, because not only the uh, guys that uh, that you played with, but there are a lot of folks that listen to this from different eras, including the current team. Yeah, I, I just say uh, appreciate it. Um, you know, it's nothing. Every year is a little bit emotional when you when you finish it. Right. Uh especially when it's the end of an era thing, like for me, you know, first year of, or last year of midgets, you know, you're done playing with that team. So that's that. Every year juniors is going to be something different. Uh, you're not going to come in with the same exact team. So that was always, you know, who was, who was leaving. You know, my first year in Grand Rapids was, you know, seeing guys that, you know, were going to school next or they just aged out or whatever. And you know, they weren't coming back. So, you know, I would just say cherish, you know, the times you have. Uh, you know, I don't take anything for granted at all because it goes fast. Uh, seems like just yesterday I was playing, you know, as a freshman in college. And how I graduated a long time ago, 10 years. So, wow. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's crazy to think about. But, yeah, just, just cherish every second you get. And to everybody out there in Toledo, like just the people who came out to the games and people who you know game day stuff and um obviously the renegers were great they made me feel at home um who's there some mike was mike their son is there a mike? Uh, oh no uh mike robertson was the gm no not mike robertson they, but their they, son was jason jason he was the one who picked us up for or not picked us up for the rink but showed us you know brought us uh his parents chris so I mean they were they were great making us feel welcome and uh, obviously all the guys there like I said haven't talked to a lot of them but you know you hear these and you start thinking back and you realize how good of a time it was so just cherish it. Yep, and and the thing is too is that because of these I'm hoping we will get more guys reaching out and to each other because yeah. that's the whole point of this. You know, is to, I want it's like I told everybody else I'd say it a million times and I'll say it again is the idea that you guys all had a story to tell. I don't want you guys to be just a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, names and numbers on a, on a program piece of paper or on a banner up in the rink. Uh, I want you guys to have, you guys all live this, and you guys have stories to tell. You have the experience. And I want the guys that are there now to realize that you guys are more than just a bunch of names you know, on the wall, that you guys actually 
have uh, have you guys bring perspective. And 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 again, that's what I want to do with this because down the line, my hope is is that we get a big reunion going because I want us to get a bunch of us to come back into town for a weekend to catch a Cherokee game and then just hang out, tell, sit in the stands, have a couple of uh, a, a couple of Diet Pepsis, and tell some stories and have a few laughs. You know? Yeah, that would that would be great. That'd be, I'd be all for it. Um, like I said, it's a not a bad drive for me, so it'd be uh, it'd be good to see everybody or whoever I come across and you know sh- shoot the breeze. Yep, that's what we want. So that's what it's going to be about. Well, Mike, I appreciate this, man. My gosh, it's been like I said, it's just been a just we just blew right through this like nothing. But uh, I appreciate you doing this, man. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mick. Again, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, I mean, like you said, just to get people reaching out, it's it's working because, well, like I said, I talked to Jesper, but reached out to John when I heard his, and we had a few laughs, and, you know, he said next time when all this is over, you know, flying to Chicago, when he flies to Chicago, you know, maybe mm-hmm. he can take me to one of those Hawks games now. So get one of his comps. Of course. <laughs> that's <laughs> sitting for you. Always the salesman. Yep. But that's what we, we love sitting, man. He's all right. But uh, we do we dig you too, brother, and we appreciate you doing this. And uh, and like I said, let's keep in touch, and uh, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get to chat again. For sure. Thanks, Mick. Appreciate it. Well, that's going to do it here for episode 29 of the Cherokee Rewind. I want to make sure I thank my guest here, Mike Majesty. And, of course, uh, again, if you guys, every time you uh, want to find out when a new one drops, just subscribe to the platform that you use whether it's Amazon Podcast, Google Podcast, uh, iHeart, TuneIn, Deezer, uh, all of them. Just uh, subscribe. And uh, it'll, it drops every Wednesday and Saturday. So we appreciate you you know, subscribing and letting us know what you think. If you've got names of players that you want me to try and get a hold of, by all means, get a hold of me. Okay? You know how to get a hold of me. So uh, just do that. And, uh, hey, We will talk to you next time as, uh, again, you've been hanging out here listening to the Cherokee Rewind, and we'll talk to you again soon.